Torch. Wood. Cast. Oh, you know what? I can hear cows mooing. I can hear sheep baying. I can hear horses going, Nee. You know what that means? We're in the countryside. Hello. Um, you want, do you want me to say yeah. something? <laughs> I, had a, no. I had a line. I had a line. I have a line. Wave, I'll wait for your line, huh? I'm just I'm I'm sitting down in this uh, this bus. We're trundling through, you know, the countryside. Who's sitting next to me? Oh, wait, hello, Torchwood. I've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've been to the Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre Halloween Horror Nights maze. And you, sir, you're no Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm Michelle. Well, uh, my chair just sank in shock. Um, yeah, so this is, I'm not going to say anything. I, I need you to get with the, <laughs> I have so much I want to say about this. Yeah. I, I yeah. think, <laughs> let me put you like this. Um, I did actual research for this one. <laughs> like I did actual honest to God research because, and I'll tell you why, but you'll see why, but I need you to, to do the gist and all that. Okay, well, this is countryside with a C, not an S, because it's very clever. Um, this is PWTW, by the way. Um, broadcast 19th of November 2006. I'm going to stop swinging on my chair because I'm going to pick up the mic. Um, directed by Andy Goddard, who directs six episodes of, of Torchwood. One episode of Doctor Who. Do you know what, what episode of Doctor Who he directs? No, which one? The next Doctor. Uh... Oh, the one I haven't seen. <laughs> and then he he has a weird career because he, he makes three films, including one with Patrick Wilson um, called A Kind of Murder and one, like last year, with Eddie Izzard called Six Minutes of Midnight um, and written by Chris Chibnall. And the gist of this one is that Team Torture go to investigate, uh, is it like 15 disappearances in the middle of nowhere? And they think it's aliens, and it turns out that there's cannibals who uh, collect people every 10 years for a harvest and eat them. And then they uh, arrest all of them. And that's it. Uh, this is written by Chris? Yeah. This is from my Chris. This is Chris's third of four episodes this season. Okay, so um, I'm going to start off with the good, right? Um, I think separated from Torchwood as a whole, this is just like a nice little horror movie, you know? It's like it's got all the hallmarks of a horror movie. It's it's got uh some really nice uh shots uh the way they hide and don't they show but don't show the gore is I thought that was clever. Like they would sh- they would kind of push towards the boundary and be like, "Yeah, we're not going to show that surprise we're showing it." And it was like, "Oh, oh, that's great." And I think the ending where uh, Jack goes in with the truck and shoots everyone. It was funny. You know, if this was like a slasher movie, I think it would be a pretty okay slasher movie. Right? I, I mean, I would say okay, like a gentleman's five, gentleman's six, you know? Yeah. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> here's why I did research. So, 
this is the classic, like every single show that has like a sci-fi or fantasy aspect where every week it's a different monster. Eventually they do an episode where it's revealed that the monster is humanity. You know, there's no yeah. monster. It's just humans. And the obvious comparison with this one is the season four episode of the X-Files home, yeah, which I rewatched. That. Yeah, I rewatched. Uh, to me, the big problem is home takes place. On season four of X-Files. This is episode six of Torchwood. And the problem with that is, um, what makes them think it's aliens in the first place, you know? Like, they come in and they're like, oh, it's got to be aliens and all that, because these people are disappearing, so it's got to be aliens. It's like, what makes them think it's aliens? Like, Torchwood has no reason to assume this is alien-related, apart from the... Why? Well... There is, I mean, the, the the body they find is is skinned, um, which like you wouldn't like you would if they're they're tortured, they probably would assume it's aliens. I think they should have cottoned on when uh, a so called alien drove their car away. Um, right. Well, I'm yeah. gonna get into the car stuff because that's so stupid. But also, um, like I get that. But the problem to me is that the inclination for them to think it's alien. It's based solely on the fact that this is a show called Torture that often deals with aliens. Like, Gwen's desire to know why isn't really... It's, it kind of leads to that scene at the end where she's like, why? Why did you do it? It's like, because it made me happy. And it's like, we didn't even know what was going on until five minutes ago, you know? Like, this whole mm-hmm. episode is like, oh, is it aliens? Is it aliens? Is it aliens? And I, this whole time, I feel like I'm just making point after point after point. But my, my biggest point would be like, have these people never seen a horror movie? Uh, I, I say this would be an okay slasher movie, but like this would be an okay slasher movie in the 90s when Scream haven't, hadn't come out, you know? Like every single thing you should not do in a slasher movie that you think the people who write for Torchwood know, know about, or even the characters who off, off Torchwood would know about because they seem to be very like genre savvy characters. Um, like don't split up. You know, like, obviously the people who are the, 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 the cop and the people pointing guns, obviously they're working with the cannibals. Come on, guys. Like, get with the program here. How the fuck did they fell? Did they fall for the whole, like, oh, my God. When the cop showed up, I was like, that guy is so obviously working with them. Like, why is it your first question to the cop? Hey, do you know that somebody this fucking disappeared? Like, what's going on with that? Like, fucking interrogate. Why the fuck aren't you doing your job, Mister Cop? Like, come on. It's just <sighs> sorry. And the reason I bring out Home, right, is because Home is an episode of the X Files that's really well known because the bad guy at the end is humans. But the thing with Home is that Home is directly related to the uh the core concept of the X-Files. The core concept of the X-Files is this idea that as as humanity, or let's say America, is advancing more and more into the information age, the secrets and the mysteries that are hidden beneath the fabric of this country, of this government, of this world, are becoming more and more uncovered. uncovered. That's why so much of the show takes place in, like, forests. Because it's supposed to represent, like, this conflict between the urban and the rural. Like, oh... The fucking pilot takes place in the forest. Like, abductions take place in the forest. That's why so much of the show takes place in a lot of the woods. And the episode of Home is directly playing off that. 
from the beginning of the episode, Mulder and Skull, Mulder's established of being like, there's no reception here. This sucks. I can't get the next game. You know, every single thing about that episode is playing off that central theme of the X-Files, which is, you know, the secret underbelly of American society. Down to, like, the fact that there's characters in the, sh- in the episode named after characters in the Andy Griffith show. And in the episode of the X-Files, they point that out. It's supposed to reflect that, like, sure, there's aliens and monsters and all that, but the true enemy was people and people have been the true enemy for so long like the 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 enemy the quote-unquote monsters in the episode home are just these inbred guys who are having sex with their mom and procreate continuing their family and it's implied that they've been doing this since the war it's implied that like it's all these things that have just been here and because Mulder and scully are here now they've they're finally seeing like the true face of the countryside in a way uh, and I guess that's what this episode is going for the same way, where it's like, oh, the, the, these, these characters are from the city and they go to the country. But also, that's not really the theme of the episode. Only Owen has that point of view. Gwen's desire to know more sort of comes out. Of, it's kind of there because she's the newbie. But it, she was she never joined Torch. I mean, did she join Torches because she wanted to know more? Was she like, I want to know more about the aliens? Is that a thing she was like? Well, yeah, I guess like she, she like she does join because she's trying to figure out who they are, and then she's, like she's like, I can't give up. Yeah, like I know, month. I know so much. I can. Yeah, which I guess, I guess, I guess it's like so much of this episode is I guess you set that up, but I can see a much clearer version of this episode where you know Gwen's desire to know more or to know the truth behind the truth has is set up from the first scene that she appears in, just like Owen's distaste for the countryside is, except that thing just kind of gets shunted to the back. <sighs> Sorry, I'm talking for so long. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this part of my conversation with like, also on a purely structural level, like home, the episode of the X-Files establishes a mystery right at the top. There's, they find a baby that's been buried alive, but they're like, that makes no sense. The family is only guys. So who gave birth to this baby? And so the whole episode, you're trying to figure out who gave birth to this baby. So the question there isn't so much, the question there is what's going on. Sure. But you already have a lot of information, which is opposed to countryside where it takes like what? It's until the last 10 or five minutes that they actually go. Yeah, we're just cannibals. And it's like, <laughs> Why don't they meet the villagers at the beginning and then they think the villagers are being possessed and at the end? Why? Like, why? I need to know. <laughs> because it made them happy. I fucking. And then, fuck and then, I, and then I, I cry a single tear. And then I, I will say, um, Owen Teague, uh, MVP of this episode, and especially at the end when he's like that, that like, I, I, I think that line's really stupid. I think the whole scene is very stupid, but the, the way he like he just starts crying when he says, I think is really, really like good. Um, my whole thing with this is that I think uh, like we're kind of, we're not on separate parts of the, of the ocean here on different ships going opposite directions. Um, there is some overlap. I do think at a certain point, this one just kind of falls apart. Um, I think towards the end, it starts feeling like, um, I don't explain this. It starts feeling like you're watching a cutscene compilation of a game on YouTube where it skips all the gameplay and the skill goes right. into it. Because there, like, there's so much like like in that in the shootout between um, who we think are aliens pretending to be villagers and like Gwen and all of them. Um, it, 
cut really weird. Like it like fades out and it comes back in and they're like they're all fine again. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. It like I think it's uh, okay. So it's like are you a, like I'm? I'm not so dying in the world to be like if you're going to make a spin off of a show, do stuff the show can't do, because obviously you're going to be hamstrung some weeks, like last week where you're kind of basically doing what the show would do. But I I do appreciate when a show like this says, okay, what couldn't we do in the family friendly one? We'll do this instead. Um, and I do think for most of the runtime it does kind of work. But I, I do agree with you that, like, if you're going to do this big reveal, maybe don't do it out of nowhere. Maybe, like, properly kind of build up a bit more. You know, they kind of do because um, that one guy is clearly, like, a guy in a coat. The guy who keeps jumping all of them. Um, and yeah. I suppose, I suppose I, I, I said this earlier on, but, like, I suppose the opening thing of uh, you're one in the car and then... Um, he finds the, the the ball on the on the road with the coat on. It's probably a good sign of who we're dealing with. But like, it is kind of just. It feels like they had a, a funny idea, or a fun idea, a fun idea of what to do, and then reverse engineered from that, but didn't really like properly bed it in. Um, I do think, like, I'm kind of, I kind of, I'm getting sick of this whole like idea of horror where the horror is people in the countryside are actually monsters uh like i would like to see some kind of inversion of that someday but the whole like i want to i want to ask you this um which is because this is your first time uh seeing that um, are you gonna ask if i saw the twist coming i'm gonna ask what like who, why did you like, until the twist came up who did you think was i thought it was people I thought it was people because the next time, next time trailer last week makes it like very clear that it could be something else. Like it's very, it's it's like our creates a better version of of the episode. It's the the problem. The problem with that is um, the question I've, I know I knew it was people because I've seen enough horror movies to know it's always people. Um, But also I feel like the problem is if you didn't want us to think that, why not introduce the people? Like, why don't they meet the villagers and the villagers are pretending to be nice and all that? Like, from the instant they get to the village and it's empty and there's just a guy going them, them, and then there's like a bunch of like, wh- when that woman showed up, woman showed up and she's like, I had to take you to them. I was like, she's in on it. It's so obviously, obviously she's in on it. Uh, and all of this would have been fixed if we saw villagers beforehand and they were acting a little bit weird. Or maybe if Jack, you know, like, why not have it so that Jack finds out about this case because, like, a meteor fell in the area. And so the whole time you're thinking it's the meteor. And then, like, at the midpoint of the episode, you find out that the meteor is just a meteor. There's nothing there. And then they go, wait a second. If the meteor is just a meteor, then what does that? Oh, fuck. It's people. Like, if I feel like the problem with this episode is that the idea of Torchwood goes somewhere and they face off against an enemy, and they find out that the enemy is not an alien, it's people. It's a good idea. But the show doesn't really want to know what to use that for. Like, does he want to use that to further Gwen and Owen's relationship? Because it's kind of disconnected, like, or 
it's it's kind of connected, but kind of disconnected. Does he want to use that to further Yanto and Tosh's relationship? Because it brings up that whole thing with the Cyberwoman, and it just drops it out of nowhere. That like, scene, oh my god, that yeah, scene. Wh- is- what does he want to <laughs> use this for? Like Again, the reason why I went back to home is because people remember, okay, home is the episode of the X-Files with the inbreeding family, sure. But at the same time, the inbreeding family is there so that Mulder and Scully can talk about, like, do you ever want to have kids? Like, what does it mean to be a mother to you? Especially because I think this is, like, either the season or the season after they have a plot line where Mulder discovers she can't have children. Uh, No, Scully discovers she can't have children. So it's connected to the characters. And so when you have the characters face off against something like that, it's saying something about what the characters are trying to, you know, say. And then, and then I have to go into like the whole Gwen and Owen thing just doesn't work to me. Just absolutely, it does not work. Like from from what I know about Gwen, I don't see why when Owen is just literally like pushing her against a tree, why doesn't she just kick him in the nuts? And I get what they were going for at the end. They're like, she connects with Owen because Owen understands what she's seen, and it's like cool. But why does that lead to sex? Why can't that lead? Why does he have to lead to sex now? Why can't that lead to the two of them acknowledging they have this very intense emotional relationship because only they know what they're going through, and then eventually that leads to sex after they learn more about each other. Whereas with this episode, it kind of felt like they were setting up like, oh, Owen is a fuckboy and Gwen is all about the fuckboys. It's like, was she? That never came across to me like her thing. I think the problem is that. We're six episodes in, and not—I mean, not one moment where they've been consistent in who these people are and what their personalities are and what their approach to things are. It's just been like this week, this is how they act, and then next week, this is how they act. You know, there's no consistency in characterization in any of these episodes, and it's getting kind of, kind of worrying in a way because there's like there's no real grasp on who like Owen is or who Gwen is. At this point, who Yanto, Yanto especially, like, there's no character there, let alone no grasp of like what kind of personality he'd have. I just think it's like it is like it's it's this Chibnall problem again. I hate talking about the Chibnall problem. It's this Chibnall problem again, where like it's like he's hit a home run and the ball's going, 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 and then just as you think it's going to go at the stadium. It just drops into the the catcher's mitt, and he's out. You know, it's it's like it's about going going the distance and then falling, and then instead of getting back up, just kind of doing Homer Simpson circles on the floor until he runs out of gas, and then it just ends with that hotel thing or uh, Ianto just sticking around in Cyberwoman or whatever. You know, it's just kind of it's just kind of messy. And uh, right. doesn't really feel clearly defined or anything. I just, I also think, think talking about Shibnall, this reminds me a lot of Timeless Child because I feel like Timeless Child is an episode that's like, what if we found out that the Doctor had previous incarnations before the first Doctor? And you're like, okay, what does this say? Well, like, what does it have to do with the Doctor as a character at this moment? And the episode is like, Nothing really, like, we never really set up that this is an incarnation of the Doctor that has doubts about her past or anything. It's just like a cool, like, you know, 
it's like, why are you doing this big thing if you can't connect to the character? And you can kind of see where he's going with it, but it's never really fully formed or fully connected for it to work. I think the problem as well is that because this is a Chicken Monster of the Week thing, um, and it's it's been all Monster of the Week so far, there's no real chance to you know set up any kind of arc or any kind of development or anything. It's just clean slate move on to the next one, clean slate, move on to the next one. There's no real, like, build-up or, or, like, momentum towards anything. And that kind of really hampers it. And it's the same thing that happened in Series 11. Uh, kind of happened in Series 12, but it's it's kind of... I don't know, it's kind of... It's, 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 it's frustrating, in a way. But I will say about this one as well, changing gears... Visually, very good. I thought, I thought like the way it's shot and the way it conveys visual information, very good. Better than it has been since it's a ghost machine. Um, but other than that, I think it's just kind of. I don't know. I, I give it a six. Give yeah, a I six. would say like Extra a gentleman's six. six. That's like yeah. this is what sixes were made for. Where mm-hmm. the whole time I was like, I didn't hate this episode. Like I, I, I didn't. I got annoyed because it's uh again it's 2007 why have 2006 why have these people have they have they must have seen a horror movie please like like when they split up when they go after the car and they split up it's like what the fuck seriously you're splitting up like you're doing that all that was missing was Gwen going like uh going up the stairs or saying I'll be right back Something like that. It's like, come on, guys. Like, Scream <laughs> 1 and 2 and 3 came out already. Like, please just have them act a little bit more logical. Uh, again, I don't want to sound like Cinema Sin, especially because we're going into our goofs <laughs> oh, section. No. But, oh, no. uh, but I, I do think, like, I do think there's a bit of a difference. It's not like this, sh- it's not like Torchwood is set up as these people who are not aware of the trappings of the kind of story that they're in like they're not going oh we know we should do this because in this kind of story you should always do this uh but they're also not dumb you know like they seem to know these things they make there's like this i really like this joke they have where um owen is like do do you want me to do a quip about feeling a little prick and Gwen is like, no, thank you. It's like, yeah, that shows that they have an awareness of the relationship and also what kind of story they're in. I don't know. It's just, it also feels like, you know, if you want to do a slasher movie, I feel like Jack would be perfect to do a slasher movie because you could set up the stakes of like everyone can die by killing him and then he comes back. So it's like, oh, no, this person is out here to kill. But nobody dies in this one. So as a slasher yeah. movie, you're just kind of waiting again. You're just kind of waiting to figure. It's like if Nightmare on Elm Street, nobody died, and you were just waiting until that scene where the mom is like, "Yeah, this is who Freddy is." <laughs> like, that's kind of what he felt like, you know? Yeah. The um, other thing I'll say is that the tractor bit kind of feels a bit out of nowhere. I don't. I know it's meant to be like a, a big triumphant moment, but it just kind of lands with the weight of a lead balloon. It's um. It is- did you feel like they were going to do something with the burgers? I maybe I thought they were going to do something with, with the guy who Jack uh, catches, but they kind of just 
put him to one side until yeah. we remember if, if, if he's in the last shot when they're going through the, the police and stuff. I think he is. I think he is. I I thought they were going to do something with the burgers. I don't know. They probably should have. But yeah, it would, be, it would have made sense to kind of tie that in. But, because, um, yeah, because it's a good yeah. gag. It was a funny gag when they were like, when Tosh was like, yeah, a friend of mine got hepatitis from the from the stand or whatever. And then and then they all stopped to eat, except for Owen, who stays in the background eating it. And then I thought, oh, that's a funny gag. And then when they bring it up back up again, when Yanto goes, you should have had that burger. I was like, oh, okay, they're going to say the burger's made out of people. You know, soiling green is people. And then it never comes back again. And I was like, um, all right, what was that all about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh Speaking of what's the book, do you want to do you have anything else to say or go into the game? Yeah, um, I want to do some goofs. You ready for some goofs? Oh, you do your goofs first, yes. Uh, I have I'm, goofs. Really, I'm, nev- I'm never never ready for goofs, but go on. Cool. Here we go. <laughs> Owen seems surprised when Jack says they're going to be camping. Why on earth did he think they packed those three big tents into the SUV? They must have been taking up most of the luggage space. A goof. That that is fair. That is actually kind of fair. <laughs> What's the point of using crime scene tape by the fire scorps to find? Is in the middle of nowhere. Goof. Protocol. If the villagers do this every 10 years, why didn't Torchwood's files show the long-term... Pa- Wait, that's actually a good question. That is a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Jack comes in all guns a-blazing, his final shots are with his pistol, yet the end of that sequence shows shotgun shells in the ground. I amazed, I'm amazed they fit into the gun. That's called poor editing and continuity skills, and it happens a lot more than you think. You know, this is the kind of episode where the goofs actually make sense, because yeah. if Torchwood know they're walking into a trap, when they get to the village, why do they immediately sp- split up? <laughs> and why are they shocked when they're put into yeah. a trap after knowing they're coming into a trap? Um, but yeah. Yanto oh, turns his back, it, and then mere seconds later, Tosh has been captured and dragged out of sight, all without a single sound. Yeah, uh, we never see any other interests of the cannibals being superhumanly fast. Yeah, that yeah, one's that's, good. That, that that's, one, that's true. That's like a, that's like a, uh, a cliche of the genre. Like, I can yeah. excuse that one. Yeah. Well, countryside. Countryside, country game. Tardis wiki game. Um, two clues for you this week. Uh, Martha claimed to have this when she wanted to get access to the farm. I'll say that again. Martha, when she wanted to get, when she wanted to get into the farm, she said she had this. And um, bodies reused as food on the planet Dramos were checked for this before they were burnt or cooked, whatever you want to call it. Thermometer. No. I'll give you another clue. There were three clues. I couldn't use one because it would spoil what is because it is featured in this episode. It is featured, featured in this episode and we spoke about it oh. three minutes ago. Uh, burgers. Buns? Uh, related. Hepatitis. Related to the... Oh! Hepatitis. It is hepatitis. <laughs> Okay. So, so Mar- Martha claims she had hepatitis to get access to the farm. That is PH farm, not F farm. 
and bodies reused for food on the plant Ramos, which act for hepatitis and other other illnesses before being used for food, which, to be fair, is safety measures and should be followed. Um, but you know what I want to ask you about? A couple of things. Um, well, you know what? I'm interested. I'm interested in the following things. Okay, I'm interested in uh, spooky scenarios where the the bad guy turns out to be humans. I'm interested in uh, these cases where teams go to investigate strange goings on. I'm interested in um, I don't know metal and alchemy. Um, I'm interested also in. Uh, like, I don't know, food, like uh, popcorn, it's golden. Do you have any idea where I can find anything like that? You can find podcasts all about Fumetto Alchemist, X-Files, Scooby-Doo, the Golden Popcorn Awards, which is the MTV Movie Awards, I'm sorry about that, and and podcasts about 3DS and Wii games on FriendlyMushroom.com. That's, sorry. Can you do? On Friendly Mushroom Productions, that's FriendlyMush.com. Friendly as in... You are a friendly person, and mush as in what happens to my brain after I watch an episode of Torchwood.com. Mm. Yeah, we'll see if you can find that last one, because not looking good. Um, but anyway, um, next time. You listened to them, didn't you? See, I told you. Isn't it incredible? Some of the stuff you hear. Um, my prediction this week. Okay, you ready to hear first? They'll never do an episode where Tosh and an alien get together. Never. Okay? They'll never do that. Um, But thank you, and uh, bye.